The word is that Donald Trump and Ted Cruz are going to be speaking at an anti-Iran deal rally on the Washington Wall today. And I think they're going to be speaking English. I'm not sure about it, but I, my, my, my best inside information is that Trump and Cruz are going to be speaking English at the anti-Iran nuke deal uh, rally which the left will probably see as a hate crime. You know, I hope, I hope Trump doesn't do what the huckster did to Cruz. Did you see what happened to Cruz in Kentucky? Did you see about this? Okay. Well, it's, it's, I'm not sure what, exactly what happened here. I know that Huckabee announced this big fanfare thing. He's going to go in there and he's going to get Kim Davis out of jail. And, and he even promised to serve her jail time, if, if that's what it took. And then, correct me if I'm wrong here. After all of that, then Cruz said he was going to join. It, he was going to, okay, so it was not a joint decision by Huckabee and Cruz. It was Huckabee decided to go in on his own. And then Cruz, you know what's a good idea? I'll go there too. It's a good solidarity move. Okay, so that happened. But something strange also happened. When they secured the release of Kim Davis, there's a big press conference with her lawyer and her, and there's Huckabee and there's no Cruz. Thinking, well, where's Cruz? Cruz there. They shot the cruises is off to the side. One of Huckabee's security people would not let Cruz on the stage. <laughs> There's a lot of analogies that I can offer you here, folks. I understand the huckster isn't he? Maybe thought of his uh, event was being hijacked, or he didn't want to share the credit, or well, I mean, after all, it is a a, a presidential campaign. So I'm hoping here that Trump lets Cruz on the stage at the anti-Iran nuke deal rally. Actually, I think this might be Cruz's deal that, are, that, that Trump is joining. Doesn't matter. I'm just joking. They, of course, will both be there. Did you see what else Trump did? Trump sent a letter to Jeff Zucker at CNN. I have. Uh, I was holding it moments ago. My formerly nicotine-stained fingers, a copy of the letter. And here's the upshot of it. Trump starts out by saying to Jeff Zucker, who's the CEO of CNN, I understand you've been selling ads at $5,000 per minute. Now, if that's true, then, and by the way, that would, uh, that would jibe. I mean, they don't have any audience. They really, $5,000 a minute for a national cable news network? If that's true. Well, then no wonder they've got advertising. That's a steal deal. $5,000 a minute for a so-called national network. Anyway, Trump said, I have heard because of the upcoming Republican debate and me that you are now charging $200,000 a minute for commercial time. So Trump sends Zucker a letter claiming he's, he's charging up from $5,000 to two hundred grand, and, and Trump claims credit for it. This is clearly because of me, just like Fox News' debate ratings, 24 million plus were because of me. Trump said, I don't want the money, but I think you should donate this money to veterans group. Why should you profit? This is my interpretation. These words are not in the letter. Why should CNN profit because of my popularity? You had nothing to do with this. All your, your camera's there, but it's me that's going to be generating the ratings. Why should you get all the money? I don't need the money. I don't want the money. But you ought to send the money to veterans. But now, it isn't going to happen. But it's an interesting technique. And, and Trump 
writes a letter, and then he sends a letter out to everybody in the media so that he doesn't rely on Zucker to um, release the letter for everybody to see. This is the kind of brazenness and boldness. There's no other candidate that would even think of trying something like this and dealing with the media in this way. I mean, this is crossing a boundary. The media has their business, and they run their business, and everybody leaves that alone. They respect it. Here's Trump crossing the line, injecting himself into CNN's business, telling CNN he's the reason they're able to charge so much money, and that by rights, they ought to donate that money because it really isn't due to anything they're doing other than bringing their cameras to where Trump is going to be. Can you see any of the other Republican candidates making a big deal out of it? You can't. It's a kind of little thing that when Trump supporters hear about it, it's another one of these attaboys. Now, Mrs. Clinton. Man, oh man, oh man. Mrs. Clinton is on an apology tour now. And, folks, I, look, all I can tell you is I have scanned the drive-by media. It isn't working anywhere except the New York Times. In fact, the Clinton campaign succeeded in getting some reporter or editor they don't like transferred. David Brock actually sent a letter of complaint to somebody at the New York Times and an editor that the Hillary camp thought was biased against her was actually moved and transferred off of the Hillary story. So the New York Times is about the only place right now being sympathetic to Hillary. She was on television, World News Tonight, with David Muir. Answering questions and saying she's sorry about this email snafu. Let me sum it up for you. I don't know if you've seen any of the video, if you've seen the interview, excerpts of it or not. That This is basically what happened. Hillary goes on ABC's World News Tonight with David Muir to apologize for that thing at the place. Well, could you be a little bit more general than that? Hillary, I apologize for the thing at the place. Could you be a little more general? Look, I said I apologize. Well, for what? Well, you'll see, but it's no big deal, trust me. Well, did you break any laws? No. Did you harm national security? No. Did you illegally handle any classified information? No, it was all allowed. Did you only delete personal emails and nothing about the Clinton Crime Foundation or anything related to the State Department business? Right. So why are you apologizing? This is the big question. If you didn't do anything wrong, Mrs. why the apology? What are you apologizing to people for if everything was allowed? I mean, some of the reviews of Mrs. Clinton's appearance in the drive-by media are scathing. Referring to her as deer-in-the-headlight eyes... That is a profound influence. That's how the drive-bys describe Dan Quayle in his debate with uh, Lord Benson. When Lord Benson, you know, Quayle invoked JFK, and then it was over. Because Lord Benson said, I knew JFK. JFK was a friend of mine. And you, Senator, are no JFK. And the place erupted. And Quayle stood there staring straight ahead like he's about to be hit by a car. Well, 
This is how Hillary appeared last night. Let's go to the audio sound bites to get it started. Very, very authentically sorry. She's really sorry. David Muir says when voters were asked, what's the first word that comes to mind when you think of Hillary Clinton? Words like liar, dishonest, untrustworthy were at the top of the list. Does this tell you that your original explanation about the private server, that you did it to carry one phone out of convenience, that all this did not sit well with the American people? In retrospect, certainly, as I look back at it now, even though it was allowed, I should have used two accounts, one for personal, one for uh, work-related emails. Uh, That was a mistake. I'm sorry about that. I take responsibility. Can you be any less sincere? Good grief. You know, we have a ban on it over at MSNBC, but I understand that they just roasted Mrs. Clinton over everybody. Mika Brzezinski just was relentless in attacking Hillary. I think maybe she doesn't like Hillary anyway. Scarborough, the whole cast of this, 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 this morning Joe show apparently just ripped her and this entire interview to shred. I'll tell you what, Cookie... Since I have let the cat out of the bag, let's have a temporary lifting of the ban. And why don't you go listen to some excerpts of that from MSNB this morning, MSNB, if you were rolling on it. And you tell me if it's as bad as the people I've read, I'm reading about it say it is for Hillary. But this, in retrospect, certainly as I look back at it now, even though it was allowed, I should have used two accounts. One for personal. The, you know, you, the, easy to conclude here. Mrs. Clinton just resents the heck out of having to do this. One of her advisors or a series of them have told her she's got to do this. They've got to somehow, they've, they've got to, they've got to, plugged a hole in the dike. they got to do something here because it's just leaking all over the place and she's got to stop the bleeding. And she doesn't want to do this. She This is beneath her. She doesn't think she owes anybody an explanation, even if what she did was illegal. She's Hillary Clinton. She's permitted. She's allowed. Nobody should have this kind of scrutiny power over her anyway. So she goes and does this, but her heart's not in it. She doesn't care. She resents it deeply. And you can, you can hear it and you can see it in her nurse ratchet stare uh, as she is answering questions here. Then Muir said, well, look, I want to know, in your most private of moments, is there ever an instance when you ask yourself, why am I doing this again? Yes, of course, because it really is hard. My mother had a terrible childhood. She was abandoned by her parents. She was... Rejected by her uh, grandparents, she was working here, as a housemaid at the get age of out. fourteen. And she told me every day, "You've got to get up and fight for what you believe in, no matter oh, how right hard on. it is." Right on, right on. And I think about her a lot. I miss her a lot. I wish she were here with me. Oh. And I remember that. And I don't want to just fight for me. I don't. I mean, I can have a perfectly fine life not being president. I'm going to fight for all the people like my mother, who need somebody in their corner, and they need a leader who cares about them again. Well, what do we have now? Do we not have a leader? I mean, you've got Biden out there ragging on the economy. you got Biden out there on Sunday and Monday in Pittsburgh talking about how rotten the economy is for people. Well, how's that? Who's in charge? Joe, you're in charge of it. You were put in charge of the stimulus. You were making sure it was done legally and efficiently. 
I mean, these people have been running the show for the last seven years. Here's Mrs. Clinton. And uh, I'm doing it for my mother. People like my mother need somebody in their corner. They need a leader who cares about them again. The Obama doesn't. But anyway, we've heard this technique before. Let's go back January 7, 2008, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. This is a similar time Mrs. Clinton is bleeding. The campaign's bleeding. Big, big trouble. And they got to do something to stanch it. Here's what It's happened. not easy. It's not easy. Um, and, and I couldn't do it if I just didn't, you know, passionately believe it was the right thing to do. You know, I have so many opportunities from this country. I just don't want to see us fall backwards. No. No. So. He started crap. Okay, I want to play these back to back now. So you can see the technique and the strategery. So we'll play her answer to David Muir. He's asking her, do you sure you're going to do this again? Run for president is what he's talking about. It's not about the email scandal. You ever ask yourself in private, ah, why am I doing this again? And we're going to back it up immediately with Hillary crying in New Hampshire uh, in 2008, talking about how hard it is. Yes, of course, because it really is hard. My mother had a terrible childhood. She was abandoned by her parents. She was rejected by her grandparents. She was literally working as a housemaid at the age of 14. And she told me every day, you've got to get up and fight for what you believe in, no matter how hard it is. And I think about her a lot. I miss her a lot. I wish she were here with me. And I remember that. And I don't want to just fight for me. I don't, I mean, I can have a perfectly fine life not being president. I'm going to fight for all the people like my mother who need somebody in their corner. And they need a leader who cares about them again. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, and, and I couldn't do it if I just didn't, you know, passionately believe it was the right thing to do. You know, I have so many opportunities from this country. I just don't want to see us fall backwards. You know, so. So that's the technique. That is the Hillary Clinton way Trying to get back in touch with people is genuine. It involves a deep descent into a practiced, executed, uh, emotional sense of deep caring and then tears. And it's supposed to build a bridge to people. It's supposed to show Hillary as real and not robotic. It's to show her as, uh, as genuine. And how many times does she have to do this? You know, how many restarts does she get? How many chances does Hillary Clinton get to show that she is a genuine, real person? The answer to that is as many as she needs. That's the deal. The drive-by media, she's it. She's going to get as many do-overs as it takes. You might remember it was the 2004 presidential campaign. It was John Kerry, who, by the way, served in Vietnam. And George W. Bush, who's running for re-election. And CBS News in Boston scored an exclusive interview with Kerry. It was not that hard to do because presidential candidates talk to media all the time. So they bring him into the studio, and a reporter starts asking him questions. And Kerry starts babbling and bumbling through his answer. And it's embarrassing. It's senseless. It doesn't make sense from sentence to sentence. So the reporter calls a halt. Senator Kerry, this is not working. Would you like to try this again? And they did it again, and they went with take two. Kerry got as many chances as he needed. 
Now, interestingly, that did not happen to Teddy Kennedy. In 1980, Ted Kennedy was seeking the Democrat Party nomination away from Jim Carter. The Democrat Party was in distress over what Carter had done to the economy and the Democrat Party. So Ted Kennedy says, I'm going to run for president. Being a Kennedy, he thought that's all he had to do. Just say he was going to run, throw his hat in the ring. Roger Mudd, CBS News. So why do you want to be president? Mary Jo, no, a neck brace. He had no answer. It doomed his chances. He did not get a do-over. He's the only one.